Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to episode 80 of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. I am excited about this episode because we are going back to the basics today. We are talking about your business foundations for your e-commerce business and why they are the most important things to tackle, especially if you are new in your business or you aren't at that 5k really like if you're not at the 10k per month sales mark you want to go back to the basics and figure out is there something that you haven't done in your business that you need to do so that's what we're going to focus on today and I'm excited about this cuz it's something that I teach in my course I focus on this with my one-on-one clients and it's something that a lot of I see most businesses especially if you're not at the revenue level that you want to be at. And I'll look at your business and I'll look at what you're doing and I'll ask some basic questions. This is where I see a lot of the gaps is not with your marketing. Well, sometimes, um, but maybe not with your marketing, you know, or that kind of stuff. It's actually that you haven't done some of these foundational things. So, Let's dive into it. Grab your coffee, grab your wine. It's going to be a good episode. All right. Let's talk about foundations. Kind of a weird word, but it's a really important part of any e-commerce business, especially if, again, if you are not growing, if you're stagnant, if you're not getting the growth that you're really looking for, if you're not at a 10K per month revenue mark, or even like 5k, let's just say 5k per month. We want to go back to the basics here. We want to not like what I see people doing. And I see this every single day because I talk to you on Instagram. I do audits for my students in my courses. I work with my one-on-one clients and the problems that they have are the problems that you have. And they're the problems I had with my business. We all have the same problems. That's why I have this podcast. That's why I have, you know, courses and and do what I do because I want to help you get to the next level in your business so you stop feeling stuck, so you stop being at that 1k per month revenue mark or 2k per month or even like some of you aren't even at that point yet, which is okay. Like it's also okay to be at that beginning part. There's no shame in that. We all start from day 1. No one skips day 1. So just remember that. Anyone who has grown a business, they also were at that part uh, mark where like they were only getting one sale or two sales or three sales. You know, something will flip because you've done something different or you learn from someone 
And you say, oh, that's what was not working this whole time. I thought it was my marketing. I thought I sucked on Instagram, but in fact, it was this other thing. So I see it happening in a lot of businesses. And that's why for me, it's a really important episode actually, because a lot of the stuff that I focus on is like the marketing and visibility and product photos and that kind of stuff. But in fact, some of the stuff we're going to talk about today is actually what's holding you back. These are the things that are the reason you're not growing. These are the things that are preventing you from making more money in your e-commerce business. So let's just talk about it. So when I, what I consider to be e-commerce business and brand foundations, how I like to explain it is before you can grow, before you can make more money, you need to nail down the foundational areas in your business. And it's the same thing as a house. Like we all have a house and it's built on a foundation. What that foundation is, is I have no idea, probably concrete or something else, but there is a very rock solid foundation. And then your house sits on top of it in some capacity. Again, I'm not a builder. I have no idea how houses are put together, but I know that (laughs) There is some foundation on a house. So imagine if you took a bunch of materials and just started building in the dirt and there was nothing to hold that stuff. Sorry, that doesn't make sense. There was nothing to like put at the bottom of that stuff. And so everything just started sinking and and falling apart and, and unraveling over time. The same thing happens with a business. You know, you start a business and you jump into, I need to do ads. I need to do marketing. And don't get me wrong. Marketing is this like, and I say this all the time. Marketing is 95% of your business. Marketing dictates 95% of your business success. A hundred percent. Because if people do not, people can't find you then they don't know about you. They can't buy from you. So marketing is everything, but you need to also do these things first. So again, what I see is that people will start a business and they'll jump into ads or they'll jump into like, oh my God, I post on Instagram every single day and nothing's working. I'm not growing. My audience isn't buying anything. People people don't want what I'm selling. And I will ask them, and again, if you listen to my podcast, you'll probably have You'll probably hear me say this all the time because it always comes back to like this one question. Who is your ideal customer? Like, who are you marketing to? Who is your product for? What problem does your product solve for that person? And like nine times out of 10, the person responding to me will say, well, I'm not really sure. Or like, oh, it's a female's 20s to 40s. It's not enough. You know, that's not enough information. We need more. We need to drill in to that more. Those are the things that you're not doing the right way or the best of your ability. And that's why you're not getting sales. When you show up and you have like wishy-washy language, when I say that, it just means like you're speaking to everyone. You're not speaking to anyone in particular. And if if your target audience is, you know, women 20s to 40s, that is your language is vanilla. It's wishy-washy. You're not speaking to anyone. It's like literally standing in the street with 
um, what are those things where you like scream into those tubes? I don't know why I can't think of the damn word. Um, microphone of some kind. You're like, you're outside in the street screaming into a microphone and being like, I have a product. Does anyone here want to buy it? That's the equivalent of like, my target customer is women uh, 20s to 40s. You have no target customer. That's not a target customer. So, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more. But these are the big things that most of you likely have just glossed over and you you say, oh, I have a product. I want to sell t-shirts or like I want to sell a dog subscription box. But you skip over the most important thing and you just jump into like, well, I just want to buy a product because I like it and my ideal customer is the same as me and yada, yada. So it's things like this that, again, are the reason your business is not growing. And I will guarantee you nine times out of 10, if your business isn't growing, we have to go back to the foundational things. It's likely going to be a foundational thing. It's either like your product just isn't something that people need or it's you aren't speaking to one person. Your messaging is all over the place. You're not speaking to anyone in particular. You haven't shown your face. There's no brand. I mean, there's so many things it could be, but I'm going to guess it's likely a foundational issue, which is why, again, this podcast episode is actually really, really important. So some of the things, so, okay, so my point, I just want to go back a little bit. So my point here is that the reason you need to nail these things first before you are like obsessed with, I need to be an Instagram every second of the day. And I see this all the time. I mean, I talk to a lot of you on Instagram and thank you for messaging me and, you know, asking questions and telling me your struggles because it helps me to create content that can help you. I'm going to talk about one person in particular. I'm not going to use their name, but they have mentioned multiple times it's a women's apparel company. They've mentioned multiple times to me, you know, my biz, like I'm not getting sales or like sales are super low, super low, super low, super low. And I've had many conversations with this person about like, who is your ideal customer? And again, they're very wishy-washy. Like, well, I'm sort of like this person, but then also like I'm attracting these people and so I'm not really sure. I don't really know who my idol customer is. I mean, that's the problem right there. And yet, again, I'm not going to name anyone out because, again, I understand these things are really hard to work through. If you've never had an e-commerce business before, how the hell are you supposed to know how to navigate through this? There is no like, I mean, there is because I've created it. Actually, <laughs> I'm going to plug my own course here. My course, Slay and Skill Product Academy, actually, and I have a little announcement, we have rebranded it. It has a new name, and I'm very excited about it. The new name of the Slay and Skill Product Academy is E-Commerce Sales Academy. Okay, so it's not that different. <laughs> and clearly, I like the word academy, but the new name for Slay and Skill Product Academy is now e-commerce sales academy. And I cannot wait. We have we're, we've been working on the course behind the scenes. We're making changes. We're simplifying it for you. We're adding in more of these foundational lessons. Literally, like that's what I'm doing when I'm not recording podcasts right now or doing my one-on-one client work is I am revamping this course and I'm adding more foundational stuff because as my students have gone through 
as people have posted questions in our private Facebook group and as I have had conversations with you, I'm realizing more and more that the foundational stuff is actually more of what you need. You need more of that and you need the marketing and you need all the other things, but you need to nail the foundational things first. So with that said, we are relaunching this course very soon and I cannot wait to share with you. I'm so excited, but also I just like the name, you know, e-commerce sales Academy has a great ring to it. So anyway, my point here is that I have like, I listen to you. I listen to the questions and they're always the same questions. I listen to what you're telling me. I listen to what you're struggling with. And I have created a course to help you with that. So we're not going to talk about that right now, but I wanted to mention it because when you launch a business, there isn't like a roadmap to follow. I mean, there is because Again, people like me create courses and things like that, but you don't just know all this information. You have to learn it. You have to figure it out. You have to learn from other people like a mentor or again, a a coach, a course, et cetera. So, but my point here is that when you're building a business that's new or it's not working, you have, you can't skip the foundational stuff. You have to do the foundational stuff. And now being in this space for over six years, This now is what has really, it's like the red flag, not the red flag, but like kind of, it's like red flags have been waving in my face for the past six months. I think, I just think I didn't see it before. I don't know. Um, I have been a lot more involved in my, in my slay and skill course, like my old slay and skill course with the students and like really like getting everyone to fill out surveys. So I'm really trying to figure out like how I can really help you. And that's one thing that's been crystal clear the past few months is like, yes, you need help with the marketing and all that, but you also really need help with that foundational stuff. So anyway, now that we've said that, That is why you need to know the foundational parts of your business before jumping into all the other stuff, or at least like you can do it simultaneously. That's fine. So let's talk about what these foundational things are. So number one, know your ideal customer. When you know your ideal customer, everything else comes together. And I'm not even joking here. It truly, 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 truly comes together when you know who you are selling to, when you know who your product is for, and when you know why they want to buy it, like why do they need your product? Why would they buy from you and not from Amazon or not from Susan who has a competitor shop? You need to know that information. And if you don't know your customer, you don't, you have no idea why they buy from you. You're probably just literally waking up and being like, Oh, what do I, what kind of product do I create today? When Like I get it. It's really fun to create products, but you need to know who's, why someone will buy them from you. So, um, I also have an episode on the podcast where I covered how to identify your ideal customer for your product-based business episode 47. So you can go and take a listen to that. It's a really good episode. And I was actually going through my episodes today and I was like, I feel like I just recorded that episode like a month ago. And I looked back and it was actually about six months ago, which is crazy. So Anyway, um, you can go listen to that, but knowing your ideal customer. And when I say ideal customer, most of the time we look at things like the demographics. So female, their age, how much income they make, where they live, like those are great, but we need to go deeper. They're kind of like the boring demographics. We need to go deeper. We need to go into the psychographics. 
So the psychographics are the deeper parts of people, like what motivates you to buy? What motivates you in real life? What drives you? What are your passions? Like, what do you live for? When you know that information about people, you can truly speak to them in your messaging and your copy, which we're going to talk about next. One of my favorite things to talk about. Um, that's how when someone when someone is scrolling through, like think about how much crap we are un- inundated with every single day with advertising, um, social media, all the other bullshit that we look at in real life. What makes you stop and click? It has to be something that literally speaks to you. And if it does not speak to you visually or through words or language, you're just going to, it's, you're going to skip right over it. So if I'm on, let's say I'm scrolling through Instagram and I'm like, oh, whatever, I'm just bored. I'm, you know, we all look at Instagram when we have nothing else to do and I see, let's say, I'm just going to think of something. Okay. My favorite thing is hot. One of my favorite things in the whole world is hot sauce. Like I am a freak. I literally just posted a video yesterday on Instagram showing you lovely people that I had like 25, 25 bottles of hot sauce. Like what the hell is wrong? Who needs that much hot sauce? I have no idea. I have a problem. Please send help. Um, anyway, so if I'm scrolling through social media and then all of a sudden an advertisement or just a regular post pops up and it's like, it says something like how many bottles of hot sauce? Okay, perfect. How many bottles of hot sauce is too many? And there's like literally either a person, I picture two scenarios here. I picture one is a person literally sitting maybe at a restaurant or like with friends with like a plate of like chicken wings. I don't even really eat chicken wings, but I can picture like a plate of chicken wings and then like a bunch of bottles of hot sauce next to it. Almost like, you know, the hot sauce, the hot sauce eating contest like shows almost like they're doing something like that. How many bottles of hot sauce is too many? you know, or I picture just a bunch of bottles of hot sauce. Like literally what I posted yesterday in Instagram stories, I pulled out a thing in my um, cabinet and it's like a bin and it just full of hot sauce. It's ridiculous. And those are all my unused ones. I also have like a bunch of bottles in my cabinet and I actually also have Tabasco, two different Tabascos and a, um, not a Frank's red hot, sorry. It's crystals, which is one of my favorites. So yes, I have a problem, but however, if my, if a hot sauce brand understands that people who people, okay. I feel like I want to backtrack a little bit cause I want to unpack this. I think this is good cause I'm giving you a real example about myself. So if I'm sitting there scrolling through social media and I see that type of um, photo or advertisement, how many bottles of hot sauce is too much? And then it'll, it'll say something like, you know, small batch hot sauce for the, I'm not always good at thinking of things off the top of my head. And I've said this before on the podcast, I, I can think of awesome things for you, but if you put me in the spot, I have a hard time thinking. I need to like think things through. Something like, you know, how many bottles of hot sauce is too many? And of course the answer is none. And then some sort of copy underneath that would say something like small batch hot sauce for the crazy hot sauce lover, something like that. 
So that type of post is 150 million percent going to get me to stop my scroll, 100%, because it's literally speaking to me in something that I'm obsessed with in real life. It has nothing to do with my demographic. It has nothing to do with any of that shit, like the boring demographics. This is a psychographic. It's something that I love in real life. It's something that drives my purchasing behavior or decisions or whatever. It's like a product that I'm obsessed with. And if you can also make it humorous and make it fun, like you could also do something funny with like, maybe it's a person with a super red face and they're like literally like drinking a bottle of hot sauce. I don't know. I'm just thinking of something stupid here, but you have to get people to stop their scroll. And to do that, you have to speak to them. It can't be fluffy language. It cannot be fluffy or vanilla or any of that crap. It has to be like super specific targeted to one ideal customer. So if you are a hot sauce brand listening, and I hope you are because I'm probably already buying from you anyway, um, you need to like really think about who buys from you. You know, why would they buy your hot sauce versus the other person? So that's just an example. And I feel like I was going to unpack that a little bit with a different story. And now I've forgotten what I was going to talk about. So anyway, I'm sure it'll come back to me. But that's an example of knowing your ideal customer and knowing how to speak to them. So when I'm scrolling through social media, everything else is like background noise until I see your post. And then I, I see it and I click on it because I know your product is speaking directly to me. And so when you know that level of like the personality, what kind of vibe you are, and again, also with hot sauce, there's like, just as an example, like if your brand is like super serious or stuffy, I'm really not going to be into that either. Like I like humor. I like things that are funny and sarcastic. So if you're a hot sauce brand and you have like some edge to you and you're kind of funny or you're high end, you that's what speaks to me. If it's like stuffy or serious or just like boring, I probably wouldn't click on that either. So I just want to also make that as a point as well because you have to, your brand has a certain vibe, which we're going to talk about today too. So anyway, so knowing your ideal customer, that dictates everything else you do. It dictates your messaging. It dictates um, your copy on your website, your copy on social media. So when you know your ideal customer, selling to them becomes easy. So you got to know your ideal customer. That's number one. And actually from speaking to a lot of you, that's where you're struggling. Probably. I get so many questions about ideal customer. Um, so again, listen to episode 47, how to identify your ideal customer. Okay. So the next thing we're going to talk about is nailing your messaging. So it, your messaging. So, and a lot of these things like are trickle down, like you can't nail your messaging unless you know your ideal customer. That's why an ideal customer is like number one. So you have to nail your messaging and your product positioning. So I talk a lot about a book by April Dumford. It's called Obviously Awesome. It's all about positioning your product so you stand out. It's a must-read book for any product-based business. I will link that in the show notes below. But you have to kind of understand how to position your product, one, so you stand out, 
And then with messaging, just being able to speak again to your customer. So um, I'm trying to think of an example I can use really quickly off the top of my head. So one of my clients is a pet brand and she sells dog leashes and she sells other pet products. And recently we were actually working on her website and we were going through her website and she actually also recently got a brand photo shoot done. And so I was telling her like, now with your brand, these, uh, lifestyle photos that you have, they're like her, like her and a friend are, are with their dogs and they're sitting at, you know, a cafe with mimosas and their dogs are on the leashes sitting on the ground. So her ideal customer is a dog mom who lives in the city and like loves taking like her dog, the dog is life, right? She travels with the dog or her ideal customer travels with the dog, loves to go to like coffee shops and brunch with the dog, things like that. So it's like a busy dog mom living in a city and that kind of thing. So now her lifestyle photos match her ideal customer. And now I was like, you know, we need to work on your website copy because now we have the story. We have the um, photos that can kind of tell the story. Now we need to also speak into that type of stuff. So again, like this is just off the top of my head again, but if we were looking at website copy, maybe we say something like, and again, this has nothing to do with her product. I'm just thinking of an example off the top of my head, but we could say something like, um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I'm really bad at that. Something like about like, a simple leash, or I don't want to use the word basic in a bad way because I think basic means something different, but I mean like a basic leash. So you have money. So like almost like, you know, she sells simple leashes. They're one color. They're awesome. I think I actually have one. They're pretty, they're functional, they're waterproof. I mean, it's a great leash, but it's like simple. It's just a simple color, simple leash, nothing crazy, no bells and whistles, which is great. Like that's actually perfect for most dog owners. So the the copy could speak something like, you know, a basic leash. So you have more money to spend on brunch with your dog, something like that. Like, so when you read it, you're like, oh, that's like, that's funny. Cause like, yeah, that's how I am. I love bringing my dog to brunch and yeah, I'd rather spend money on alcohol (laughs) or something like that. So that's how you use messaging to speak to your ideal customer. So they all go hand in hand, ideal customer messaging, positioning, it all goes hand in hand. You have to know your customer before you can understand how to speak to them. So messaging is going to be one of the most important foundational things. And again, that goes from website copy to social media, to everything in between. You have to speak to your ideal customer. So um, another foundational thing that I want to touch upon is creating a brand, not a business. So this is a really important one. And this one I'm going to have to talk about quickly because I could spend, I've done episodes on this. Um, Episode 68 is how to create a wildly in-demand brand. That's a great episode to listen to if you've not listened to that one already, but we talk about like how to build a brand, not a business. So this notion of you can't just like, you can't create a website and slap on products and then expect people to buy. That's what Amazon's for. That's why we buy from Amazon because, sorry, coffee sip. Um, We buy from Amazon because it's easy. We don't care who's selling. 
We want products to show up at our door in two days and we want the cheapest price. Pretty much why we buy from Amazon. It's convenient and that's it. But when it comes to other online shopping, we buy for the most part because either we saw an advertisement and we were like, oh yeah, I need that bug. I went to Google and I searched for um, brown leather purse or something. And then I got a bunch of advertisements and then I saw a bunch of blog posts and I just found one and I liked it. So I bought it. Um, or we follow someone on social media and we just really like them. We like their story. They show up on video. We see who they are. They talk about how they're also a really crazy dog mom, or like they also love hot sauce or they love Starbucks. And I feel a connection to that person because I keep seeing them show up all the time and their products are really cool. Do I hundred percent need their product? Maybe not, but I really like this person and I want to support them. So like that is a difference between creating a business and creating a brand. Amazon, yes, it's technically a brand, but buying from Amazon for the most part is more of supporting a business. Um, supporting a brand that you like is because you have, maybe you join their email list because someone talked about them and you thought they sounded really cool. So you went to their website, joined their email list, and then they sent a series of emails talking about their, their business and, you know, they make their dresses in Bali and, Every single, you know, product is like hand curated by women and da 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 and they give back, you know, 10% of sales to Balinese female workers. I have no idea. I'm literally making something up. And you just like love their story so much. And because you now know their story, where they came from, how the business started, how they support, you know, they give money to charities and stuff you feel much more excited to support them and buy a product from them. So that's how you do it. Like that's how you create a brand, not a business. The, this notion of like the faceless business is doesn't work anymore. It, it truly doesn't. And like, you may have had luck if you do not show your face, if you have no brand story, like you may still be able to, to sell products. Okay. I'm not saying that you can't do it, And with my old business, like I didn't show my face that much. I did a little bit, but not a lot. Um, But I did other things in a really, really good way. Like I had such a tight knit community and that's how my business was successful. And I did show my face. I did share my story. I did. I showed my dogs a lot. Like the dogs were my dog was well, my main dog, Asha was like the face of my business. And so I did storytelling. I shared my story through her, if that makes sense. So because it was a pet brand, I, I thought, you know, the dog should be like the face of the brand, but I did still share my story a lot through her, if that makes sense. So, um, but if you just have a website with product and there's no, no, there's no story, there's no storytelling, there's no human faces. Like, why are people going to buy from you? You know, that's what Amazon's for. So this notion of creating a brand that people connect with, that people like, where people know your story, they connect with your story, that kind of stuff. And with social media really, really changing and becoming so much more video focused than it used to be, the people that I see now, like killing it on Instagram or TikTok, They are the product people who they bring you in 
Like you're sitting over there behind your screen and I'm sitting in here. I've brought you in through my phone. It's, it's like, sometimes I'm like, oh, Instagram stinks, but it's, it's pretty amazing how powerful the platform is when you think of the ability you have to literally build a business through a mobile device. It's, it's wild. I just think it's so interesting, but these people that have done really well, newer business owners, like I'm talking one year in business, two years in business. It's not because they're sitting behind their screen and only posting images of their product with white background photos. No, that doesn't work anymore. That was the old Instagram. That doesn't work anymore. These people are showing up on video. They're, do they have to show their face every single day? No, absolutely not. But they are leveraging video, not static images, not um, stock images. They are show, They are humanizing their brand in a huge and powerful and connecting way. So they show up on video. They tell their story. They show behind the scenes. They bring you in on the journey with them. They show personality, so you connect with them on a personal level, and they show their face and things like that. So you literally feel like you know this person, and when you can create that with your audience, that's how you sell your product because they like you. They want to support you. Do they need your t-shirt? Probably not. I mean, literally, like as an example, I have probably like seven or eight Ripley and Rue sweatshirts. Probably actually even more than that. I have multiple t-shirts. I have multiple of bandanas from her. I mean, I've bought so much stuff from her over the years. Is it because I needed any of it? It's not. It's because I like her. I like her brand. I like who she stands for. All that kind of stuff in between. So that's the difference between creating a brand and a business is you have to bring people in. You have to create those connection points. And this might be really hard for a lot of you. Um, I have some ideas for like some workshops that I'm thinking of for, I don't know, later in the year. I already have way too many things <laughs> I'm doing. Um, but I love, so we just recently did that five-day free challenge, how to create a wildly in-demand brand. And that was one of my favorite things I've ever done. Um it is with social media changing and becoming more video focused and um, more competition. You know, there's more people starting online stores than ever before, and it's going to continue to get that way. If you don't create a brand that people connect with, you're going to have a hard time, you know, and I'm not trying to scare you, but we got to get you to bring in that humanize, humanization, if that's a word. Yeah. Um, it's really, really important. So, um, and then lastly, I'm going to skip a couple things that I wanted to talk about just cause I am running out of time a little bit here, but the other thing that I really wanted to focus on is, um, pricing your product. It's a really, really important thing because if you're pro like, and I consider this a foundational piece of a business because, if your products aren't priced high enough, you're literally working for free. You know, you're, you are packing boxes, you're stuffing orders. I just completely reverse that in my head. You're stuffing boxes, packing 
taking orders. Um, you're doing customer service, you're on Instagram, you're doing email, you're doing all this stuff. And then when it comes down to it, after you, you know, get, you get charged shipping, you buy the product, you have like your whole house is full of inventory, and then you're doing your QuickBooks accounting every month and you're like, oh, damn, my profit and loss is like, I'm not making any profit. The In the product world, I get it. I've been there. Okay. I had a hard wake up call with my business early on when I realized I'm pretty much working for free. I got to like, got to shape the hell up, you know? And so I became more aware of inventory getting rid of inventory, getting my customers to spend more with me, all that kind of stuff, increasing my price, um, getting really good at negotiating product, things like that. So anyway, I totally get it. I've been there. But the sooner you can know your numbers and know, oh shit, I'm actually not making any profit. I need to start making a profit. Just you can start from there. We all have been there. Trust me. Um, and I think a lot of people too, and I was the same way, trust me, everything I talk about, I have been there myself, but you know, I was like, (laughs) and I, I actually literally have a discovery call with a bookkeeper in about 10 minutes. So I do have to wrap this up, but I need someone to help me with my current accounting. I hate accounting. I hate accounting more than I could ever tell you. I do use QuickBooks and I've always done my own accounting, but I hate doing it. And so I'm now finally, after six and a half years of having businesses, I'm ready to start outsourcing that because I despise it. So like I talk about outsourcing, outsource the stuff that you freaking hate. And I hate accounting. Anyway, I literally like if tax, if like, so I have to pay, I'll just tell you a quick story. I have to pay quarterly taxes. So my Q1, uh, no. Yeah, Q1 taxes will be due soon, and I will literally wait till the night before, like an hour before they're due, and I will be in my QuickBooks like, pull, you know, how much money did I make? How much taxes do I have to pay freaking Washington State? I wait till the last minute because I hate doing it so much. So anyway, my point here is that you need to know your profit. You need to know how much profit you're making each month, and if you need to increase the pricing of your product, you need to do that, but you need to be pricing your products for profit. You do not want to work for free. I know it's fun to have a business and, and all that, but you need to be making money. And then one more quick foundational thing, and then I have to wrap it up is focus on what's working. Again, I talk to you, a lot of you. I have a lot of my one-on-one clients. I have a lot of students. So I hear all the stuff you're dealing with. And I totally understand. I have been there myself with everything that I ever teach you, but like you have all these products. And I, again, one of my clients, um, one of my clients who has a, well, she used to be focused more on like paper goods and she had like 500 million different categories of products. And when she, when we first started working together, she was like, I feel overwhelmed and I don't know what to focus on because I have all these different products like notebooks and notepads and planners and t-shirts and bags and buttons and like everything in between. And we looked at, well, what products are working for you? Like what products are actually selling? And then we would go through her like numbers and figure out, okay, these products are selling the most of, but you know what? Like 
I'm actually not, my website doesn't even focus on those products. I haven't even mentioned any of those products on social media. When you go to my website, it's as if I actually don't sell those products because that's how much crap was on her website. So then she, and again, like I'm not saying crap in a bad way, but like your website becomes cluttered with stuff. And then people go to your website. They have no idea, like, like you don't even know where to start looking because there's so much product and menus and navigation and like so many different options. It's very confusing for your, your audience. So anyway, we refined her product listings. We refined her website. We simplified everything. And now she focuses on selling a different product that is easier in her, like for her lifestyle, it's more print on demand. And so she doesn't have to physically ship inventory anymore. And we just worked on what her audience actually was buying from her and we simplified it. But my point here is focus on the products that actually sell. You don't have to sell everything. You can be known for one thing. You don't have to be known for 500 different things. Um, Like Glossier, for example, one of my favorite brands, like when they first started, I'm not sure when they launched their business. It's been, you know, a good amount of years now, but I'm pretty sure the first product they ever launched was their boy brow. So the brow, you know, whatever the hell, I'm really bad with makeup, but like the brow product that makes your uh, eyebrows look, it fills them in and, and that kind of stuff. So They launched with, I think, that product and maybe one other product. They didn't launch with like 100 products. They became known for one thing, and they're still really known for that one thing. Like, I think that's, I believe that's one of their best-selling products today. So you can start small, get people to know what you're selling, and then you can expand more. So those are some of my important foundational things that you really need to master in your business. So If you are right now, you're struggling to get sales, you're not really sure what's wrong with your business, I want you to really revisit some of these things here and see how you, like some of the things we talked about today, and again, I had a couple podcast resources. So episode 47, how to identify your ideal customer, episode 70, pricing your products, episode 68, branding secrets. You can kind of start with some of those and just really work on those things. Becoming aware of some of these things is the first step. So anyway, and then I will keep everyone posted on the new relaunch of e-commerce sales Academy. I'm so excited. We've had this course now for one year, but we've changed it. We've refined it. And I truly do listen to my custom. I'm sorry. I truly listen to my students and think about what, what questions they're asking, what what do they need from me? And now I have taken all that information from one year of students and I've made a lot of changes and I cannot wait to share it with you. I'm so excited. So anyway, and I will leave the link in the notes below. You can take a peek at our sales page, but yeah, I'm excited. And the course now has an entire new section on nailing your brand and business foundation. So all the things we talked about in this podcast episode will now be featured in the course as the first pillar. And I'm so excited. All right, guys, I hope you all have an amazing day. And if you have not taken a moment and left a review on Apple iTunes, I would really appreciate it. I literally check my reviews every single day and I do a happy dance because they are, they truly make my day. Honestly, we show up here and anyone who has a podcast, you know, you put a lot of, it doesn't seem like it's a lot of effort, 
but like we have to record it. We have to prep notes and anything else. We have to record it. Then we have to like go and write show notes. And there's a lot of stuff, you know, that goes into having a podcast episode. And when I can read these amazing reviews telling me how much like the podcast has helped you or how much you love learning from someone that understands what you're going through. Like it truly means so much to me. And I'm so grateful for you to take the time and, and write a review. And also all all the people that send me messages on Instagram and just say how much they like the podcast. It truly like it fuels what I'm doing. You know, it helps me to show up every single day and want to continue to make the podcast better and better. So thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much and I'll see you guys next week.